and she went another 15 miles on fumes. She told me herself, so we're gonna go on a date. She and me, her and I, me and her. Well, Dad, we were kind of hoping to save that till after dinner. No, no, I wanna hear about it now. Maxine said if they needed help, they would give me a call. <laughs> no, you're leaving. You wanna know why? Because I got ya! I'm amazed at how that boy could stand in my kitchen in front of my face and lie to me like that. I'm going to stand up to Mrs. Huxtable. Well, I don't think you want to do that. Your wife won't let you do anything. Hi. My name is Miriam Temeskin, and this is the Black TV Show Podcast, currently talking about the Cosby Show Season 3. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Episode 63, the Cosby Show Season 3, Episode 15, Say Hello to a Goodbye. Uh, the episode aired on uh, January 22nd, 1987. The synopsis of this episode is Cliff must bargain with a tough salesman when he goes to buy a new car. So we start off with the first time we are seeing Felicia back. Uh, well, I guess we've seen her all, all through the season, but this is her official comeback from Hillman because, you know, she's been at Hillman for like three weeks, it seems like. And um, in terms of the air date, of course, you know, it's only been a couple episodes, so it's only been like a week. But Claire is reading an article about what makes a happy marriage. And uh, at the end of the article, there's a quiz. And of course, Cliff does not want to take that quiz. Why would you? Why th- that's set up for failure, right there. You know, you don't want to fail. <laughs> You're basically gonna fail the quiz. He know he knows he's gonna mess up, and he he says it's going to mess up our marriage. So no, I am not taking that quiz. And all of a sudden, she goes right away. She's like, question one: What would you change about your mate? And Cliff says nothing, and in say, saying that Claire is perfect. Like, nothing needs to change. And Claire mentions that in the article, it says if your mate says nothing, it might mean that there's there's something that they're trying to hide. Cliff says they're wrong and they lie. Cliff also says that, like, let me sleep, you know, I'll think about it. Like, he's just like, he doesn't want to, like, this is... Claire and her hypotheticals, you know, we've we've talked about them in the past, like the, you know, if she had died, you know, would he have a new wife, you know, and then there's other situations, but it just seems like that's their thing where it's, or I guess it's Claire's thing that she wants to always bring up hypothetical questions, maybe because, you know, as a, an attorney, you, you got to be prepared about a lot of things. So I guess that's just, I guess, her trait. So um, Claire mentions what she would change about Cliff. Basically, what she wants is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> she wants his, like, when he eats, his fork goes sideways and it uh, scrapes the side of his teeth. And so Cliff says, I'm sorry. It's a very random one, but I, I understand Claire's point because, like, for me, I hate when someone chews loudly. I have I have friends that do that, and I've pointed it out. I'm like, I hate the fact that you chew loudly, and you got to chew quietly, basically. So I guess I understand Claire's point. Um, I, I wonder for you guys what would be something, if, you, if you're if you in a, in a relationship, what would you change about the mate that you have let me know at twitter and at instagram at black tv shows pod so cliff says okay fine i have something that i want to change i wish that there was two of you and at first i didn't understand 
Um, so, and Claire was happy, but she, she gives him a kiss like, aw, thanks. And he wishes that there are two of them. So if one acts the way she, that is acting like her currently, uh, he could roll over and sleep with the other one. <laughs> what? I have nothing to say about that. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Um, so it's the next day and Theo is uh, reading a textbook and Cliff is home and mentions that he has to get rid of his uh, car, you know, and apparently his car is named Betty Lou. It would not start up when he was leaving the hospital. Theo points out to like, you need to move on. Like clearly, because I guess Cliff has an attachment to his car. You know, so I got my new car last year. Literally, I got it. So the end of uh, July. So like it's now been a year and a week of having my car. And, uh, you know, the whole process of negotiating is very frightening for me. I, I'm bad at negotiating, which is not great because, you know, when you're in an industry where you're supposed to negotiate your salary, it's hard. Um, but uh, you know, the process of it is you know, like, of course, you know, now that I have my car, I have an attachment to my car. I don't know if I want to give it away anytime soon, but we'll see in the future what, what it holds, you know? And so Cliff says he's going to go get a new car. And Theo was like, oh, you know, mom's going to be happy about it. You know, she wanted you to get rid of it right away, you know, or I guess it, it's, it got, old. it was pretty old. And he, Cliff is planning to get a, another station wagon. So I didn't, I've never heard the word station wagon. Yes, I was not born in the 80s, so don't clown me on that. So a station wagon is an automotive body-styled variant of a sedan with its roof-extended rear view over a shared passenger slash cargo volume with access at the back via a third or a fifth door and instead of a trunk slash boot lid. Um, and so I saw what the car looks like. Um, yeah, I don't see much of that any time. I don't see of those, those kind of cars anymore. Um, I feel like I've seen a lot of them back when I was a kid. So it was more common back in the day. I think now people prefer to have, um, you know, a four-seater car, like an RV. Um, I was going to say RV, but that's wrong. Like a CRV or, you know, a van. If you have a, a bunch of kids, you, the, a van would be more common. Um, station wagon, not so much now. And so Theo's like, oh, no, you should not get a station wagon. You should get a sports car. And Theo has a like a, a magazine of a sports car that he suggests to Cliff. And um, it doesn't make sense because, you know, the reason why Cliff has a station wagon is so he can fit a whole bunch of children in the car whenever they're going somewhere. If he gets a sports car, there's only two seats. So it would just be Cliff and Claire. And basically, Theo would not have seats. So why would, why would he get a station wagon? It's no point. And you can tell Cliff isn't changing his mind based on Theo's pitch about this. So it's not going to happen. He is getting a station wagon. And so we cut to being in Vanessa's room and Rudy goes to see Vanessa about growing a ruler for her report for her mammals, reptiles, and birds. And I actually remember as a child, I can't remember what grade it was, but I literally had the same thing where you had to like cut and paste and then like write what a mammal and a reptile and bird like... I, I remember it and it's so weird that like that's still <laughs> still a thing I, of course we that's you gotta learn you know but I remember doing that um 
don't know if I enjoy doing that report, but yeah. And, uh, you know, Rudy doesn't want to show her report to Vanessa because uh, she's going to say it's all wrong. Because do you remember, not last episode, but the episode before about writing a letter to Claire and, you know, uh, the whole, you know, the body uh, and the, the ending and all blah, 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 you know, all the, all the stuff that you need to do in the writing letter. And, you know, Rudy's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just a seven year old and I don't know anything. I'm with you, Rudy. So yeah, I would be, I would be like Rudy. I'd be like, no, I don't want to show you my report. Cause I know you're going to tell me I'm wrong. And so Vanessa says, it, it won't, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I'll look at it and not say anything. And so Rudy was like, okay, fine. So she looks at it. She's like, hmm, hmm, yeah, good. And then she moves on. And Rudy was like, so what do you think of it? And Vanessa was like, well, you didn't, you told me not to tell you my opinion. And she's like, I want to know your opinion. So Vanessa says, uh, it stinks, um, <laughs> straight up. And uh, the animals she drew were way off. Uh, you know, they don't match what the, the animal is, the description of the animal. And Rudy says, you know, she can't draw well. I'm with you, Rudy. I cannot draw well either, okay? So <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of things in common with Rudy. And so Vanessa says, uh, you know, why don't she find pictures of mammals, birds, and uh, reptiles and then paste them where the headings are basically of the description of the animal or the mammal or whatever it is because um, there's too, too much um and um you know and she does it neatly and so she doesn't say where to get the pictures like she didn't say to get it from a magazine she didn't say it from a book she just said fine pictures that is key okay because later on this comes back and so we cut to Cliff is on the phone uh, in the living room talking to a doctor that is apparently cheap um, and he gives him a price of a car that like the best price that you can get and so he, now he is ready to go buy a car and Theo is like you're not dressed up to go to, <laughs> to a dealership and because um, yeah, he's like wearing a sweater and a hat like he just looks like he looks poor basically. That's basically what he looks like. And uh, Cliff says, you can't, you know, when you dress like this, you have to dress like this to uh, negotiate. You can't go in looking like you have a lot of money. True. That's true. Um, when I went, uh, it was summertime, so I was just wearing summer clothes. So I don't know if I looked rich, um, you know, wearing dresses and stuff like that. I didn't know that's a thing, though. Like, I wonder if, if you dress up a certain way, would they, like negotiate i'm trying to think because they did ask me what i did for a living and i'm not a producer so they know that i don't make enough money but um you know i'm trying to think now the questions yeah so they asked what i did for a living and uh of course there's other questions and then of course what my price range is and my price range was way 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 low um because uh, a lot of people are like, I don't think you're going to get a car for that price. Uh, so the so Cliff tells Theo uh, about the, you know, the price at the store is the suggestive retail price. But Cliff is going to go and negotiate the price. And Theo's like, how do you know what to negotiate for? And, you know, of course, he tells him about his doctor friend. And uh, he knows all about cars and who happens to be cheap. 
And Theo asks, like, is there anything you need me to do? Because he's going to go join him to get this car. And Cliff says, uh, just make sure no one knows that I'm a doctor. That's basically your job. Uh, so that's the that's the mission of this episode. Basically, we're we're gonna make sure that no one knows Cliff is a doctor. So now his name is Mister Huxtable. No more Doctor Huxtable, Mister Huxtable. And so, it, and he mentions that if he uh, if they find out that he's a doctor, he loses all uh, flexibility to ter- determine the price. And so we're now at the car dealership and we meet uh, the dealer Davison, I believe that was his name because he was pretty quick with saying his name. Um, And a fun fact here. So the person that's playing this character is Sinbad. And uh, if you don't know Sinbad, that's pretty sad. Um, But uh, of course, everyone would know he later becomes the regular cast member of the series A Different World, which happens to be also produced by Bill Cosby. So it's, of course, the spin- I've mentioned A Different World already multiple times, but that is the spinoff show for uh, the Cosby show, which, you know, we're, you know, starting in September, we'll be talking about a different world. I can't wait. Well, actually, I told you guys, I I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to go through season one, but we got to, we got to go through it first. Um, But we'll see Sinbad in season one. Uh, He's not a main cast, but uh, yeah, so you're just, I can't wait for a different world. It's such a, it's such a good show, guys. Like, if you've never seen it, go see it on Amazon Prime. And so uh, Davidson uh, takes a minute to talk to his wife on the phone, you know, basically say you can tell that he's pretty much telling Cliff, you know, I'm poor and I need money. I need this commission. Uh, You know, you get once I get this money, it's already gone to the children and all that stuff. And so Davidson asks Cliff, well, like, what does he do for a living? He says he works. He works hard. And and Davidson says like, what do you do for a living? And Cliff was like, it doesn't matter what uh, I do for work, you know, as long as I work hard, <laughs> right? It, that you know, that's all that matters. Now that I think about it, maybe the next time I, that I ever, I'm probably not gonna get a car for a while, but the next time I go for get a car, I'll probably try not to say what I do for a living and see. Probably by then, hopefully, I'll be successful in the industry, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe I should try that, what um, what Mr. Huxtable is trying to do, you know? And uh, so he, Davidson says, uh, you know, we I can see that we're, we we make that deal and you can test out or drive your new, brand new car. And uh, Cliff was like, do you see uh, me getting a good deal? And he was like, yeah, I could see you getting a good deal. So they all get up and they're ready to go to that car. Guess what? A friend of Cliff's. I think it's a friend. I couldn't get if it if it was a, like he was the husband of a patient because we we know that he says he has a wife, um, but I'm not sure if he is a if he's the a patient or a friend of Cliff's, but he knows the whole Cliff's whole life story basically or family style. Um, <laughs> but uh, by so he calls out when he sees Cliff, he's like, Dr. Huxtable, <laughs> and he started yelling it. And Davidson was like, What, doctor? Well, why don't we take your new car out for a test drive? My new car? Oh, yes. In addition to being a salesman, I can also see into the future, and I see you. In that car. Can you also see me getting a good deal 
Oh, I see you're getting a great deal. Oh, right. Dr. Huxtable! How are you, Mr. Barrett? Uh, what are you What are you doing here? I'm having my car serviced. What about you? You thinking about buying? Well, I, I came to uh, buy a station wagon, maybe. A station wagon with all of your money? <laughs> and look, what are these clothes you're wearing? <laughs> I go into this guy's office. He wears designer sweaters. One of his sweaters costs more than my whole wardrobe. <laughs> Who's this guy standing here? Uh, that's, that's my son, Mr. Mr. Babbitt. Uh, uh, hi, your name? Theo. Hi, Leo. It's very nice seeing you. You're a doctor. And how's, uh, how's Mrs. Huxtable? Oh, so-so. So-so. I heard she was made a partner in her law firm. She's in the biggest law firm in the country. Well, look, I wish I could stay here talking to you. But look, I gotta go home. I'm gonna tell Nancy I saw you, yes, Dr. Huxtable. Thank you, thank you. Oh, good. Nice meeting you, Leo. Theo. <laughs> now, what did you say you do? So yeah, so the the dude talked about Cliff's uh, fashion um, and like, why would you get a station wagon? And then, of course, he points out that Claire is a lawyer that is partner in her law firm. And... Um, he had to uh, he had to go and instead of calling Theo Theo, he called him Leo. So rude, so rude. Um, and so uh, Jason says, uh, now, what did you say you did for a living? And we end act one there. And we go into act two and Rudy is cutting up and pasting for her report, just like what Vanessa told her to do. And Vanessa comes and says, oh, it looks well done. And Rudy says, yeah, I got these pictures from these books. And these books happen to be Cliff's books. Um, as I said, like, I feel like back in the day, because there was no Google and no internet, everyone had all these books about info, about everything. You know, nowadays, I feel like that you wouldn't see that. Uh, but for me, I as I said in a previous episode, in my house, there's like a whole bunch of books that have information about everything, and it's been in our house for over 30 years. So it is a thing. The Vanessa looks and she's like, you're not supposed to cut in these books. And uh, Rudy says, you told me to cut out pictures. And she's like, no, not from books, from magazines, which is actually a normal thing, because most of my reports that I did during when I was in school was cutting photos out of magazines I even to high school I remember doing that um, and even in the nonprofit organization I worked at when they did art um, activities they would get the magazines and cut it out so um, it's yeah it's more common to do it out of magazines but of course like kids would not know that you're supposed to cut out of magazines because if you cut out of books you ruin the book and especially in this case it's expensive books so you know, this is not good. And uh, Rudy mentions she never said magazines, which I point out earlier in this episode, she never mentioned it. So it is slightly Vanessa's fault. Slightly, okay? Technically, it's mostly Rudy's fault for doing it, but no one told her. And so Rudy points out, you know, you're in trouble to Vanessa. And, you know, because Vanessa left Rudy alone. And uh, Denise comes home from shopping and sees... The, the whole issue with the books and she's like Vanessa how dare you and literally they go back and forth like Vanessa's like you know you never babysit us anymore and you know because now you're you're gone to college 
And Denise was like, well, yeah, but like when I come here, I got to go shopping and see my friends. And Vanessa points out like, you know, our parents are paying for your college education. And they're literally just going back and forth. And finally, it just like it's not helping the situation. We cut to back to the dealership. Cliff uh, has uh, his suggested price that he wants for, to negotiate. Uh, and he gives it to the guy and the guy says, no way. Um, like he thinks it's a joke. And Cliff says, this is uh, the price including the trade-in. And he's like, oh, you're trading in a car? And so he goes and sees a car and he's like, excuse me? It would take me $300 just to get that car towed off the lot. So basically it's a really bad car. That's basically what he's saying. And Cliff says uh, they have to go because they can't deal with this the price that uh, Davidson is giving them. So finally he's like, okay. Uh, so they go back and forth. You know, he's like, okay, I will take, uh, uh, let's add 500. And Cliff is like, no, 100. And then Davidson says 400. And it goes back and forth. Finally, you know, Cliff is like, hey. I'm leaving even if it's a hundred dollar difference. So finally, he's Davidson says, "Okay, let's. I'll meet you halfway. Let's add an extra fifty dollars." And Club was like, "We have a deal," and Theo's so happy, uh, like he's like, "Yes, Dad, we got it." And like Club was like, "Can you control your emotions?" Okay, <laughs> so uh, we are in the kitchen, and the girls made dinner, and Club sits down and wondering why they're acting so weird. And because um, they were like, they're treating him like he's a royal. And so he was like, what has blown up or is on fire? And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, there is something wrong because <laughs> there's no way you're going to treat me like this. Because, you know, parents know when something is wrong. Um, and so they tell him what happened. And it's weird the way that they explain it to him. It's not like that one person explains the whole story. It's like one sister does part one of the story and then the second sister does part two of the story. It's, it's weird in a way. So it starts off, so it goes from Denise and then Vanessa says, you know, oh, I suggested to um, Rudy to, uh, to cut out pictures for her project. And then Rudy said that, I cut them out, out of your books. And, like, even Vanessa points out which pages they were on, like, 102 to 107. I don't know the actual number, but it was really specific. So it was just like, whoa. And so Cliff says, uh, so Cliff is about to say something. And all of a sudden, Van Vanessa starts talking. And then Rudy, like, talks back, and they go back and forth. And Denise was like, okay, guys, stop. Let Dad speak what you guys speak. And, um... Uh, so Cliff is about to speak and then Rudy was like I know your books are expensive and uh, Vanessa goes back and forth and I've, I feel like I've always been in this position where like I you know my parents are about to say especially with my dad I feel like he's about to say something I, I speak for him basically and he's like you didn't hear me speak yet I haven't said my word and I feel like I've been in this situation like a hundred times because it's like I have no patience I gotta know what I, I have a feeling, anyways, I have a feeling I know what you're, you're going to say to me. So, you know, why why I let you say it? <laughs> not, it's not the right way to doing it, but you know what I mean. And so Cliff uh, finally is like, hey, what are we having for dinner? Rudy says chicken. And Cliff says, is the same chicken from the book? <laughs> and she's like, no. And so he's like, okay, let's have dinner. And so uh, they all get ready for dinner. And Cliff asks to see Rudy's report. He looks up the report and uh, he's like, oh, 
It looks like a very expensive report. <laughs> I'm wondering like how much books these like books about mammals and reptiles and birds, how much they would cost. Because he's saying they're expensive. But like if you went to, you know, Barnes and Nobles or Chapters or something like that, like wouldn't the books be like no more than like $40? So I don't know what it was like back then. Um, but yeah, and so that's the episode right there. So, uh, according to the Nielsen, um, you know, that's what, like, keeps tracks of everything, uh, this was the series' highest-rated episode, and in fact, the highest-rated half-hour broadcast in history of American television. The Nielsen's has it at, at, four, uh, at uh, four, 41.3 rating with 56 shares. Cool fact. Um, this is not really an episode I would have thought of being um a really big sh like episode that everyone would watch um let's just ch i want to check when it aired on january 22nd um of 1987 um this would be on a thursday um so i'm not sure what the deal is why there was a whole bunch of people but that's cool to hear that you know um this is the highest uh half hour broadcast in history of american television you know, the Cosby Show broke records. You guys know that. Um, and so, uh, also uh, to let you know, Sabrina LaBeouf was not in this episode. Um, so we had a few guest stars. We had Sinbad, as I mentioned. He is going to be in the next season, or I guess the first season of A Different World. Um, he's playing Walter Oaks. Uh, um, I'm really excited to talk about him. He's not in all of the seasons of A Different World. Uh, because uh, he, he leaves, I believe, after season four. It's the reason why he has he left was to do his show, The Sinbad Show. But you know what's crazy is that when I was a kid, I would see it all the time on television. Like in Canada, we had, as I mentioned, we have a channel called Family Channel, so it's like equivalent to Disney Channel in a way. Um, or I guess it's equivalent to Disney Channel plus Nickelodeon because we had like both... Show, uh, shows from both networks or both we got shows from both uh, networks and so um but then for some reason they canceled after the first season but i love the sinbad show so i don't know why it was canceled after the first season maybe we'll take a deep dive into it sometime way way in the future um and then there's uh rel you know you know with little rel he he's in that that's probably one of his most recent stuff that uh, Sibet has been doing. Um, he's he's been in all that, which I love. That's a that's a Nickelodeon show. I love that show. Um, wish that was on reruns all, all the time because that was a good show back the the old version. I know there's a new version, but the old version was really good. He was also in uh, Cosby, Moesha, Girlfriends, and Family Guide. Then we have Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, he's also in A Different World, which I, I remember what specific episode he's in. He's in the L.A. Riots episode. Um, and then he he's also in the movie of House Party 3. Never seen that movie. I've seen House Party 1. Maybe I should get to watching that one day. Um, he's also in Saved by the Bell Wedding in Las Vegas, which was such a good TV movie. Uh, and he's also in Living Single and 
SNL, and he has a, another 176 credits. So he's done a lot of acting. So those are our two guest stars for this episode. And so the lesson I have for you is do your research when you're buying a car. Uh, so make sure you know the what to negotiate for the price that you can afford. Um, that's what I, that's what for me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do my research. Uh, I I'm young and naive. Um, luckily, I had my dad and my uncle to help me out, and they they did most of the negotiating. It was a weird process because literally what we did similarly to what Cliff did. He's like, okay. We're gonna get up. We we have to go to a different place. Um, we can't like literally. We did that, and I at first I looked at my dad. I'm like, are we serious? Are we leaving? And that's literally what I did. I was like, like Theo. I was just like, oh, are we actually leaving? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, because I I at first I was gonna go buy a car, like full on pay it without getting a loan. And but I only had specific amount of money left in my bank account, so I couldn't even go over. And so we had to negotiate to a very specific price, but but they wouldn't let me do that. So they said that as long as I get a loan and just pay it off in six months, then we could get to the, the amount that I needed. And so finally, uh, we, we got that deal, but it was after we got up and said we're, we're leaving and it's crazy how that works so maybe use that the next time you want to buy a new car <laughs> so the question i have for you guys is when did you buy uh, your first uh, car and how much money were you able to negotiate off the suggested retail price let me know using the hashtag say hello at black tv show pod on instagram and twitter i would love to hear your response uh you know i you know my it took me I think to, from being serious about having a car to getting a car I think it took about two weeks um so it was uh and I needed it right away because I started work this was this was after you know months of lockdown and then I found out I got a job uh, and I was like, okay, well, I cannot be sharing a car with my parents to get to this job, so I need a car, so we got that car ASAP, and, uh, so yeah, it was, it, and I love my car, it's amazing, it's now, as I said, it's been a year and I, a week since I've had my car, and it's, it's amazing, I love it. Um, and so the next episode is episode 64, The Cosby Show Season 3, Episode 16, Denise Gets an Option. Uh, I will see you all on the next one.